Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Phil Perkins and Alex Hacker. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guests. We have uh, Phil Perkins. Phil, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Good. Appreciate you coming back on. And of course, Alex Hacker also. Alex, how are you? I'm good, man. Happy to be back. I appreciate you guys coming on. You always have so much at Area 502 MMA gym to promote, right? So oh, yeah. I, I'm guessing there's more than one upcoming event that that should be mentioned for today's episode, right? Yeah, yeah. You the, tell me, Phil. What's 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 the the obviously you got your first MMA show, right? Yeah, yeah. The that's uh, Future of Fighting, December second. It's our first MMA show. Uh, but before that, next weekend, we the eighteenth, we have a boxing show, Five Star Promotions. It's our second event. It's amateur boxing. Um, yeah, and it's it's uh, next Saturday. You can get tickets at the door. Um, it's donation only, but donation for tickets. Sure. And yeah, come out watch some elite amateur boxing. From we got gyms all over the city competing, gyms all over the region, and. Coach Aaron Shekels put together an awesome card again, and um, it's we will also have the pay-per-view, Matt McCarthy. and LiveSportsCaster.com. LiveSportsCaster will be doing the pay-per-view, so awesome pay-per-view. And now I've been paying attention to other pay-per-views. Interesting. Um, and Trying to ma- learn. Yeah, it makes us appreciate the quality work they do. They do do a great job. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Now that I've paid. I mean, I've always watched them, but I've never been. Critically looked at the crit- production. Yeah, now that, I, now that I'm being a little critical on stuff, they I notice how good of a job they do. So, But yeah, five-star promotions, that's next Saturday. So, 
Awesome. Yep. This Five. motherfucker, Phil, it's like, <laughs> I was I was talking to Hard Rock on the way over here on the phone. He's driving up to Ohio right now to visit uh, Andy Law. And uh, I was talking to Hard Rock, and I was just going, man, you know, me and Phil, two months ago, were sitting backstage at, like, this Made Men promos, and this motherfucker just, light bulb just goes off in his head. He's like, hey, man, let's, like, let's do a card. I'm like, yeah, okay, Phil. And then, but he's actually doing it. Like, how many people actually say, yeah, I'm going to start a fight. I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this shit. And then, but this motherfucker's making it happen. It's pretty crazy. What was, and we we touched on this the last time you were on, Phil, but what was the pattern or the opportunity that you recognized that prompted you to far, start your first MMA promotion? Because you've been in the game for how many years? Yeah, long time. When was you, the first time you attended a local MMA event? What year? Probably 2007. 2007. So it's 2023 yeah. now. And you decided finally to dip your hand into actually the promotion game. How did that happen? Yep. Um, I didn't want to. We talked about that multiple times. That mm-hmm. I did. I would never promote because I didn't want to deal with the fighters. But honestly, just we have a lot of guys that are up and coming competing. And the, the show that was here at B2 was a really nice show, but it isn't around anymore. And there was another show locally, and the, just the quality was, was, you know, it's just a smaller show. They're not trying to be a bigger, nicer show, and that's the only show we have here. So there's a place for that, but we need something nicer for the people to compete that are really trying to go somewhere, something where they get good media, good videos, good pictures. They get to showcase their skills and their talent, and people actually see it. And Because um, all that matters at the end of the day. Social media drives me crazy, but it's very very important so my interview style is of course super add so i apologize for bouncing on all over the place you guys are gonna have to help keep me on track you said b2 fighting series doesn't exist anymore no i don't know what happened to him i'm not saying anything but it's just, i don't know no, i'm not trying yeah, to say they, it's yeah. on you alex let me ask you do they <laughs> exist anymore um i'm not sure either i believe that they still Still do currently exist. I'm not sure okay. what well, capacity. The ma- the Made Men promotions, the other promotion that just started here, they did their first show in Louisville a couple months ago. They're doing another one the night before Thanksgiving. They are actually doing the Shepherdsville February 3rd. They're doing Shepherdsville. And Hard Rock's a matchmaker for them. Yeah, Hard Rock ma- ma- He's the matchmaker oh, yeah, for everything. for them as well. Yeah, Max makes for, for all the shows. B2's doing here. February Shepherdsville? No, so... The Maid Man is doing so February Shepherdsville? Somehow, somehow he... No fucking Yeah, way. somehow he got in, and I'm not sure how, because my name was on the list to get that place next. And um, I was already on the books for February 3rd as well. So Who's he? Um, who's he? Who's the Maid Man guy? Um... Oh, man. Seems like a really nice dude. I don't yeah, he's, he's actually yeah. been real straight up with me. Angelo's his name. Um, he seems been, great. Been real straight up with me, you know. So Louisville guy? Yeah, yeah, and I don't believe that he meant to do that. I think he took over for B2, and I was trying to – or he took over that date from them somehow. Been, I'm not sure who exactly he was speaking with or how it happened, and then I was wanting to, of course, take that date because that's been a big date in Louisville. So I don't think that was on purpose, but um, – you know, looking at it in retrospect, he's having a, a show November 22nd. I'm having a show December 2nd. February 3rd is two months away. I mean, everybody in the city is going to be fighting on these two shows. So two months is pretty soon. I mean, February, a lot of people, Hard Rock can fill a card anywhere, anytime. But It's amazing. But now to me, looking at um, the timing, I feel like 
three months would probably be a sweeter spot anyway, like the end of February, beginning of March. I don't um, think that guy is from Louisville, is he? Angelo? No, no. He yeah, does shows all over yeah, all, all over the place. place, and I think their goal is to do um, multiple shows. and, and From the know, consumer perspective yeah. and from a gym owner, Phil, yeah. perspective, even if you're not doing the promotion, opportunities for amateur fighters being everywhere, yeah. that's really what matters. I mean, no offense to B2 yeah. or any specific promotion. What matters is we've got good action and occurring locally. That's that. And, you know, and that's part of it. And I try not to, you know, everybody has a different angle and a different way to attack things. That's his way to attack it. It works for him. It works well for him. He, he told me he'd been in business doing fights for 10 years. Mm. And they always have, they have good cards as well. I've been to their cards. They've had good cards as well. So, you know, um, they'll be around doing a couple shows a year. And then we'll be on the forefront really trying to push, push MMA to the next level. And um, we'll probably do four shows a year. Um, I, like I said, I'll probably move ours back a couple weeks. I think Chance is having a kickboxing show as well. Even though it's kickboxing, I'm going to try to miss that, do it on a different week than that, maybe the week before that or the week after so we miss his show as well and try to do my best to weave in around everybody best yeah. we can, you know. I think Chance is doing a little bit of MMA as well. Is yeah. he in southern Indiana? Yeah, I think they're doing a little bit of MMA as well. Yeah, they just had one that just went on, I think, last weekend. Yeah, here, last week. The 4th. So, yeah, it's actually good. You know, high tide raises all ships. The better I'm going to try to outdo them, and then they can try to outdo me, and it's all good. You know, hopefully that just helps everybody win, and it's not like an ill will thing. It's just, it's you know, everybody wants to have the best product. You Growing know? the sport, too. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all good. So, Is is MMA the best sport in the world? I, I No. I don't know that it's the, the best. For me, it's my favorite. Okay. But... There's, wrestling know. is. Wrestling's the best sport in the world? Yeah. What what separates wrestling from MMA in your opinion? Um, I mean, there's a a defined scoring system first and foremost. There's no question who won the, the bout at the oh, end okay. of the bout. There's That's absolutely no question. Um, there's no gray area, really? Not at all. I okay. think all. wrestling might be the best for somebody to learn, but what do you mean by the best? The best, like, financially? You know, then <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a whole, obviously, shit. that's, you that's, know, that's, MMA, uh, maybe, but probably not, and then. Boxing or baseball is the best. Baseball, baseball is the best sport for money. Pretty easy. Soccer. You can make a lot of money in soccer. Yeah. yeah. A lot of opportunities. Oh, dude. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. You imagine being like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. God damn. Now, I will say recently, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how MMA is like one of the easiest sports to become a champion because you don't have to be like. Was it Demetrius? I don't want to say talented. he said that. Someone I think it might have been Sean Strickland. That yeah. Said okay. It. Um, I can kind of see from Sean Strickland's perspective. Yeah. Now, I'm not knocking him because he is obviously at least well, good. You know. But he's not like freakishly yeah. anything, is he? Yeah. No, it's just like anything. You just stick with it long enough and you're tough enough. And I think that makes the sport fucking awesome, smart actually. That someone enough. like that can be. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, not the longest, the tallest, not the fastest, not the strongest, but just gets a game, and, and I think that's beautiful. What do you guys think of Sean Strickland? Yeah, he's a handful, man. I, I think I, I think he's funny. Don't bother me any. I think he's pretty funny, honestly. I don't care for his personality. I think some of the shit he says is a little bit off the wall. I mean, not that he gives a fuck what I think. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's compared to... Not this, your cup of tea from the personality It's compared to some of the other no, gigs really. people have right now, though. I mean, at least his gigs pretty seems like himself, and it's not, yeah. you know... I will say this. One of the things that I did hear him say that I loved was he was like, I don't even like fighting. I just like training. I just do this so that I can live and train. Yeah. Which is like something pretty absurd for like a UFC champion to hear him say. He was like, I don't even like this shit. I only do this so that I can 
not have to work a job and train as much as I can. I can imagine Ben Fowler saying that. Yeah. yeah that makes yeah. sense, man. Yeah. Who the fuck likes to go in there and, like, I mean, some people do, I'm sure, but, it, like, it, it's pretty nerve-wracking to go in there and, like, fight people. It's pretty fucking nerve-wracking. All I did was go get into a grappling match against Brandon Bishop and just get bottom mount and try to avoid getting submitted, <laughs> and that was stressful. <laughs> it is, dude. It's, it's fucking stressful. I have a real mean bottom mount game. Yeah. Yeah, I went in there and pulled fucking bottom mount. Yep. <laughs> but, out. no, I can see where it is. Not necessarily always enjoyable to actually get in there and fight. And you get fucked up. I can't imagine. I've done just a little bit of kickboxing sparring with big-ass shin guards. Yeah. My knees and stuff get fucked up. I can't imagine not wearing any of that and going hard. It's yeah. absurd. To this day, I'm convinced that I'm, when I do eventually die, I'm convinced. It's, I think I have like a fucking aneurysm or some shit in my head from where Emilio fucking kicked me in the head like, <laughs> like nine years ago. <laughs> to this day, I have like. I can feel my heart beating on my temple, or maybe I'm just paranoid about it, but he kicked the fuck out of me in my head one time, like eight, nine years ago. Hardest head kick you've ever taken? Yeah, for sure. Thank God I had a shin pad on, because I would have been, like, dead. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. what if he didn't have a shin guard on? Uh, my head would have been exploded. Could have died, died, maybe? 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Seriously. Definitely would have exploded his head <laughs> off his shoulders. Yeah, would have fucking exploded me like a, like a fucking <laughs> shotgun to a watermelon. That's what it would have done. It's fucking absurd, but I'm I'm convinced when I do die, I've got like a lingering fucking aneurysm or some shit on the left side of my head from him kicking me. So yeah, get that autopsy done for me, please. So you have the MMA promotion coming up, yeah. Hacker. What's your role with the promotion? I'm Phil's right hand man. Whatever he needs done, I'm doing. I don't, I don't. I'm not involved in like fighter relations or anything. Phil needs something done. He says, Alex, do this. Who's doing commentary? You're not doing commentary. Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to do commentary anymore? Fuck no. Okay. That shit sucks. Stressful? It is, man. It's... I you, can... Fuck, you know. Of course relate, yeah. You know. It's... Dude, it's a it's, job, especially when you start to have expectations, and then you yeah. get to micromanagement, and yeah. then right, man. When we started out for Hard Rock, we were just having fun. That was fun. That was so much. That fun. was really fun. And then when we had some creativity, and yeah. like we could say silly shit if we wanted, it it just became so much. And then it got to be where like at the end of this show, every fucking week or weekend, once that finally that camera goes off, it's like. <sighs> well, I can't relate to what you did at all. Well, I mean, I can't to be honest because what was your workload? Your highest workload? Tell us what were you? How often were you traveling? Oh, what were God, you doing? Because it was in city. I it was people that I knew. I would commentate a Nick Maupin fight. Mm -hmm. Like I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. But you were in like Idaho and shit. Oh yeah, for B two, it was fucking crazy. Um, which I don't want to. I I certainly don't want to sound like not thankful or anything because that was like the most fun year but it was a serious fun. workload fuck yeah dude yeah. there was there was one how many shows did you do in a year i don't even know probably literally like 32 33 like okay. so always on saturday yes always on saturday could never watch ufc there was one there was one week where i literally flew to new york city i spent like two days in new york city flew straight from new york city to portland oregon wow interviewed chris lincioni and then i flew back to kentucky for one day packed my bag and then drove from louisville kentucky to oklahoma city what with rob mooney don't worry i'm not trying to pay for <laughs> it was all just that. absurd it was absurd. <laughs> those aren't part of your yeah, goals no, no 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 it was absurd and then i can it, see where you get burnout obviously then, yeah. like with that Commentary and then you gotta i mean you're getting paid 
uh, enough to survive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're getting paid well. Yeah, they. I mean, they paid me enough. They. I was working like three jobs at the time to like pay my bills and everything. But That's what I mean. Okay, so that yeah. wasn't your only job. Well, when I worked for B two, it was yeah. Okay, that that's what I meant. Because I, when you worked thirty two Saturdays in a year, that's the only work you were doing. Yes, that was the only work I was doing. They were saying, but the money was it okay enough? The money is not the reason you decided to not do it anymore. No, no, not at all. It's just so much. It, it was, was a way too way too fucking much. I can yeah. see that. My yeah. wife would not have. I'd be like, hey, I'm going to New York City. Yeah, they wanted you to do it before me, and you said no. And it, I, in hindsight, I you probably don't regret doing it. Do you? No, no, not at all. It was, it was by far the most fun, like, year and a half, two years. I believe that. I but, believe that in a lot of ways it was, because you might, probably met a lot of cool people. That gives yeah. you a perspective that you always have. How many people on planet Earth have ever worked a workload like that? It's absurd. Like, yeah, for MMA commentary? Probably not many. A very small amount. Yeah, I don't know. John Anik ain't doing every fucking weekend. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's a serious... You may have the one or two year... Like close to, I don't know. Robin Black does a fuckload. I think I, I don't know who does yeah. that many. I don't think there's really many people. So lots of experience, definitely lots of experience. Not just commentary, but all around the show, fight, correct, in the back, and been around coaching MMA and coaching, and you know all parts of the the show for a long time. So definitely a person to who's like, do, you who, know who's doing commentary. Uh, we have Brandon Bishop and Gina Elliott. Wow, then, that's um, a good combo. Yeah, Andy Fuck Law yeah. is going to um, be the ring announcer for this one, and then he'll probably help commentate as well. He knows uh, just a lot about MMA, local MMA, a lot about shows as well. So really just a whole team of people that know, that are experienced in MMA, experienced with MMA shows. Um, and then, of course, we got production team, like we said, Aaron, and the uh, same DJ that does all of our events. Mm-hmm. And just... Um, Feel soft, feel confident with the team that that we. Oh, it sounds like a great team, and you got Hard Rock on your side too. Hard Rock doing the matchmaking, and we got a couple guys um, from the gym that are helping with like the front end of things. Alex is going to kind of help with the back end, making sure the fighters are ready, doing what they need to do, going where they need to go. Everything's kind of smooth, and then we got a couple guys that are helping out front, making sure that the front is running smooth and. So um, we're going to try to have a good show for everybody. We've went tried to do a little bit extra on everything. We're going to have uh, gift baskets for the professionals, and we'll have, have, have some hydration products for the fighters after their weight cut. Next Level Sports Nutrition in Louisville is going to provide that for us so we make sure that they're all hydrated and uh, take care of themselves the right way after the weight cut. Hopefully they keep with their, their normal rituals and do all their other stuff, but we're also going to offer some hydration products to them, try to do everything we can, and um yeah we got a couple couple good fights lined up and everybody's excited so first commentary i ever did was 2014 me gina elliott i was drunk fuck yeah and i did not i had not trained at all i knew nothing and actually she maybe it was late 2013 actually i think but she saying you know this guy's going from side control to neon belly oh back to side control look now they got him in the mountain i was like drunk like what the fuck? did not know what did not know what was going on but i was like this lady she's either making a bunch of shit up or she really knows her shit and that it actually prompted me to sign my son johnny up when he was four years old fuck to, yeah. early 2014 for jujitsu oh cool fuck yeah. yeah so that was that's my history with gina i'd say she's you're wearing the 10th planet jujitsu yeah, richmond yeah, uh, a t-shirt yeah, yep. coincidence yeah they're both uh both 
tenth train tenth uh, plane of jujitsu. Brandon's a brown belt, right? And Gina black belt, and both professional. I think fighters. did Brandon Bishop get his black belt? I think he's a brown belt. Oh, and okay. He's I, um so. I, I thought he got his black belt. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. Been training a long time. Yeah. Long oh, enough, yeah. Long yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, that long and both professional fighters and super skilled, talented, and good social skills. They both know everybody. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, obviously. Hopefully, you guys are going to be bringing in opponents and stuff, but they know the, the crowd. They know the scene very well. Yep. Yep. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully uh, that mixed with some good fights. And uh, we got. Um, Dante Maids is supposed to stop him when he's in town, come out to the fights. He just had his uh, fought in Sao Paulo, you know, UFC. He won? UFC. He did not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. He won his fight before that, I yeah, think. He yeah, he did win his last fight, yeah. He so. was the one rolling with John Jones when he got hurt, wasn't he? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that wild? The most obscure thing you've ever seen. I didn't see it. What happened? Yeah, it didn't I even mean, look like much happened, huh? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, not. I don't even mean the injury. It's just so absurd to see Dante Maze wrestling with John Jones. Well, I bet. Dante's uh, at least a solid body for him, right? Yeah. I don't know how many years he's been living up there at Jackson Wink. He was up there living there when we mm-hmm. went up and trained. And, I mean, he's been up there for years and years. That's the way to maximize shit, to be real, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's they got always got a full room. Fuck I mean, that. No, got, it's not. No, what do you shit. think, Alex? You tell no. me. Correct me. I don't fucking believe that shit. You ain't got to go to Jackson Wink to be fucking good going to fucking get in the UFC. What about if you're a heavyweight? Well, that's a different. All right, all right, you got me there. You got me there. Could you make more of a case for if you happen to be one of those big guys? Because for a 150-pound fighter, it's not that hard to find good, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. good point, Kelly, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily disagree with you, but I could see it be a... That's a good point. Yeah, you got me there. Because you, if you don't have those bodies, like yeah. how many people can throw Dontel around like that? Right. I mean, maybe sure. there you could probably get some big wrestlers. Yeah, you could get a couple. You could get but, some, yeah. but 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 then to mix in the MMA too. I mean, that's difficult. Yeah, we were there on like Christmas Christmas week or something, and there were still a couple. I'd say five to eight big big guys in there. Oh yeah, going at it. And you saw Dontel? Yeah, Dontel was there, and a couple guys, UFC vets, and um, King of the Cage vets, and. Bellator and all that, just yeah. a, a crowd of heavyweights. Yeah. There was a guy at House of Warrior Boxing Gym named Luis Pita. He's a one and no pro, but he had over 300 fights in Cuba. God does, damn. Doesn't speak English, six foot two, black guy, real dark, left handed, really good boxer. He beat David Morrell when they were in the amateurs. Morrell's now top 10, 168 mm-hmm. pounder fighter in the world. But, anyways, he did end up recently. Now, he's back in town today because he fights Saturday. But he moved up to Boston, Massachusetts, because he had to get some, you know. Right. Yeah. If you don't have someone, yeah. they can go specifically maybe with boxing, but I'd say also maybe MMA. If yeah. you don't have someone who can give you good rounds that's your size, that's an issue. Yep. That is true. For sure. And like at our gym, we got a handful of guys at every size, but you got to get them all working together, coming in on the same time. What, and, uh, Jordan? You got Jordan as heavyweight? Uh, he's 205, but he's a bigger guy. Okay. You know? But we got a, a lot of guys that I'd say are between, like, 190 and 220. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, we got That's valuable. 10 or 12 solid guys that are give you a handful. Yeah. And then plus a couple guys that just box and um, don't do MMA. So You start to get up near 230 or so. Yeah, it's hard to get. We don't have it. Yeah, we don't have many. We got a hand. We got two sixty-five. Yeah, we don't have many that big. We got a couple around 230, 240, and one or two above that. But that's, you know, we got a lot 190 to, to 220, I think, is a, a good solid weight class. And we got a good amount that are 55 through 192. We don't have as many light lightweights. 
we don't have as many 35s. We got a couple couple 25s now. Yeah. So it seems like if you have a 135 pounder, even if he's one of the best in the world, he could get some good rounds with a 170 oh, guy yeah. who's, you know, good pro. Mm-hmm. Not the best in the world, but, I mean, that could be a real good round. It seems oh, like 100%. when you're in the lower weight classes, you do have more mm-hmm. flexibility. Yeah, yeah. 55 is a good spot. I feel like you can get a lot of work up and down, you know, get the bigger guys and get the good work from the small guys. Yeah, we were training yesterday, and we were doing, like, big guys over here, little guys over okay, here. Okay, okay. What, what class was that for? Sorry. For uh, just like MMA guys, just MMA like, rounds, just for the fighters that are fighting coming up. Okay, and then it was like Blake Alvey was like right in the middle because he used to fight thirty five, but he's you know he's growing up, and then so he'd run over here and then he'd run over there. He'd, okay, he'd go to both groups. Yeah, yeah. he he just be back and forth, zip zapping both sides. Yeah, we got a really good group coming up in there. We got a lot, uh, a handful of them fighting on the card. Um, we I'm gonna see here. Up this is there a topology page, of course, for it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all topology. Who's the main event? <clears throat> so <clears throat> we're, we'll talk about that at the end. Our main okay, event, okay, our sorry. Main <laughs> event. I just, uh, I'm just like, main, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get right to the good shit, right? This <laughs> ain't your first barbecue. Um, our main event actually changed. Okay. So um, Nick Nick Maupin was fighting in the main event. He fought the other week and uh, got a 60 day suspension. So, but in the beginning of the card, <clears throat> we got, uh, we're going to start the card off with a bang. We got Hugo Ponce, who fights with us at Area 502. Um, he fought recently at the Made Men fight with Josh Johnson's kid, and that had to be the best amateur fight I've ever seen. These kids, just good striking, great jujitsu, submissions, escapes, and just, I mean, it didn't look like two blue belts out there. It was, it was a beautiful fight, fun to watch. Um, our guy squeaked out a win, but I don't think anybody lost that fight. That kid is a beast. Especially in amateurs, oh, right? Man. That's what yeah, it's about. But, dude, I mean, it was – sometimes you walk out like, yeah, we won. I mean, we won, but we walk out like high-fiving both of them. It was I clearly mean, oh, really dude, close. It was close, and it was just – That was a great fight. It was so – just so many, <clears throat> like, high-level high level submissions all the way in triangles and escaping and just – I mean, they, they were – it was smooth, so. Can I ask one quick question? Sorry. Yeah. You said that Nick is suspended, right? Yeah. He says here on Tapology he lost a unanimous decision. Why was he suspended? Uh, I'm not sure if it was a cut. Cuts. Okay. Um, he does have a cut under his eyes. Doctor suspension, 60 days. Okay. I wasn't there, so I'm not sure. Okay. Sorry Brand, to interrupt you there. No, nah, it's all good. Brandon Bishop went to the corner. I wasn't there, so I don't know the exact. But Did he really? I didn't know Brandon yeah. Bishop. I saw a picture of that, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So uh, Hugo's fighting a, a guy, Ozzy Parker. Ozzy Parker is here from Louisville. He's um don't know much about him. He was a state champion wrestler. State champion wrestler for LaRue County. Really? Runner-up his junior year, won it his senior year. When I was in high school, Ozzy's like a couple years older than me. He don't know who I am, obviously, because I sucked at wrestling when I was a kid. But he was a fucking monster in so, wrestling. Yeah, really, really solid wrestler. Um, and Hugo's young. Hugo just turned. Hugo's maybe nineteen, eighteen, or nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so he's a baby. Another, another really, really tough matchup for Hugo, um, and a tough matchup for Ozzy as well. So that's a local fight. We're excited for that one. That's definitely gonna get the car kicked off. Wow, I'm looking at this card. I didn't realize there was this many good fights on there. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, run, run us through them. Okay. That's your thing. Okay. That's your thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you no, there. please do. All right, so we got Austin Upchurch versus Gabriel Harris. That's a matchup of debut guys, both amateur O and O. That's it. Austin Upchurch, I believe, is Ian Lawler's guy. Okay. Gabriel Harris, I'm sorry, I'm not as familiar with. 
Okay, um, but that's cool. Always great, right, yeah. Hacker? I yeah. mean, you don't take those for granted. If you're looking Fuck for no. good fights, yeah. two debut guys, one of those could go on to be. That might be the best, like last, like Phil's saying with Hugo and uh, Josh Johnson's kid at the last fight event, it was two debut guys. Best fight of the fucking night by it far. Was, it was unbelievable. So we're, we're we definitely put some guys on in the beginning to get the party started. All right. So then we have Logan Hedden against Donnie Osborne. This is a heavyweight matchup. So 265. Logan is one and three. And Donnie is 0 oh and 1. It says here that Logan is listed as being amateur light heavyweight at one point. So maybe he's fluctuates between light heavyweight and heavyweight. This is the right order. So Oh, okay. Yeah, you got so, the order. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, so yeah. Which, but, um, but we can talk about that one. Yeah, you tell me. And then you can go back to okay, that. Okay, okay. Uh, Logan actually trains with um, uh, at Pinnacle Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, Chad, Chad Cunningham. Yes. Shout out to Chad Cunningham. I believe he just started there. He just started there recently. Um, he had a couple fights before. Just started with Chad, and um, he had already taken this fight, so they're going to rock well, with him on it. If he wants good rounds with a, a, a black belt who is not super small and knows how to use his pressure, he's at a good place. Chad Cunningham. And knows a little bit of everything. You yeah, know, Chad sol- is tough. Solid guy. And his opponent... I don't want to call him fat, but Chad is he's not. He's actually lost a lot of weight. He looks great, but he has serious pressure. So shout out to Chad Cunningham. His opponent, Donnie Osborne, I believe, trains with Ian Lawler as well. So we know coming from a good gym, Somerset Combat Academy. And that's, uh, yeah, another good fight there to get the car rolling. All right, so let's see. We got here right Donnie here Osborne. Number three right here. Right here. On the bottom. Okay, left. we got Ryan Eubank versus Daniel Peters. Yep, Ryan Eubank I'm not as familiar with. He's uh, 0-2. Oh. This is an 0-2 versus 0-1 matchup at 145. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Peters, I believe, is from somewhere near E-Town. He's almost he's uh, kind of local here to Louisville. I'm sorry I don't have more information on all these guys. I didn't really okay. come on with all of it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm putting we, you on the yeah, spot. But, um, but have, still, this is the chance. This is what they want. Well, they it, want a chance to get in there with commentary, have a nice YouTube video out there. One of these guys is going to win, and that's going to be a big fucking deal to one of these. Yep. Either Ryan Eubank or, or Daniel, Daniel Peters. Peters. Yeah, and the, and I've seen both of them fight. They're both hungry for a win. We know that. And we got, um, we got them all sending in on our website. We have a fighter registration part here you go just push the side there oh, okay okay uh we got a fighter registration part and they they're all filling out the information sending us all their information so we'll have all the information on these guys especially up when the weigh-ins come of course the commentators during the event we'll have all the information on these guys um we're, we're still a few weeks out but i wanted to come in and drop drop what news we can for everybody keep sure. everybody updated we have you mentioned hugo Ponce against ozzy parker ozzy's the guy you wrestled with or yeah, that you're well, familiar with. You didn't wrestle yeah, with him, but he's a yeah. badass wrestler. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. I believe. Okay. Be then we have Joey Henderson versus Jesse Blaine. Let's see what we got here. Joey Henderson against Jesse. There we go. Joseph Henderson, Jesse Blaine. 125-pound match, pound matchup. Both debut amateur fighters. Both de- uh, debut fighters at 125. So we got a lot of the 125 amateurs that are on the card. That's a class that I'm hoping that we can – Kind of build um, for the amateurs. Never boring for 125. Yeah, they, they keep it. They keep it popping. So if you get a 125 pound dude off the bar stool, it's still going to be entertaining. Yeah, and we got we got fights from the beginner 125 all the way to to very very experienced 125 amateurs. So 
Definitely trying to build that weight class. Joseph Henderson says he is 33 years old, so we don't know. He could have wrestled through high school and then been doing MMA sparring since, or he could be less prepared than that. Regardless, I bet it'll be exciting. Yeah. Sorry. They want me to send it to you? Yeah, send that to me. Yeah, 100%. See how I do that there. Jesse Blaine looks like he's about 18 years old, so we'll have another teenager fighting a 33-year-old, which is always fun. Yeah, these are all prelim. These are all prelim fights here. Um, I'm gonna send it to you here. The last, the last fight on the um, prelim card finished the the um, prelim card is Blake Alvey. I'm gonna send this to you here. Okay. Blake Alvey, of course. And Darren Harden. Like, okay. Yeah. Darren Harden's tough, man. Darren Harden's got to win by reverse triangle. Yep, I commentated that. Yeah, he actually got to win by reverse triangle, which is pretty sick. Something not many people can say they've done. Um, we know Blake. He trains with us at Area 502. Tough kid, been around for a long time. So it's going to be a, a good test for both of them. See if Blake can come out with the win or if Derek can pull off a, another reverse triangle or another sneaky submission. Yeah, if he does, Blake's got to leave our gym. <laughs> if Blake gets reverse triangle, they'll come to. back to dinner. You hate when it has to come to that, but are we at that point? Oh, yeah. Blake, don't, don't Blake Alvey, if you dinner. get reverse triangle, you. <laughs> Once again, we hate to say that, but that does appear to be the deal. Yeah, take them out back, put them down like old Yeller. <laughs> okay. Up next, we have um, Jacob Yancey versus Luke Rank. Yes, that will kick off That's the, main, or the main car or the um, undercard. That will kick off the undercard. 170-pound matchup. Jacob Yancey is 1-1. One and one. Of course, you guys can tell us about him. Luke Rank is 2-0. and oh. Yeah, he trains. She's from South Carolina, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu Blue Belt. Um. Yeah, two and zero. Oh, so tough kid coming. Six in. foot tall, twenty three years old. His foundation style is smash. Smash. We hey, I like that. We like some smash. So <laughs> Luke and, Rank's gonna come in and try to smash our boy Jacob. Yeah. Uh, Jacob's one and one. His last fight he lost was a tough fight. He's dropping a weight class for this fight. Uh, went from one eighty five to one seventy. So we'll see how that drop works out for him uh, versus a tough opponent, Luke Rank from South Carolina. That'll be a good fight. Be a great fight. That's how we're going to kick off the main card. Then we have Sarah Terhar versus Gabby Jarrett. I yep. believe I remember so, Sarah from many years ago, yeah. like uh, Turf Wars days Vision, or right? Absolute Trains Action. Yep. Absolute Action even. Terrar, um, I believe. Sarah Terrar, I, I believe is how it's pronounced. I, I hope I was correct. Um, yep, she's fighting – Gabby Jarrett, um, Sarah is from Vision, I believe, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, trains in Cincinnati, but was from northern Kentucky. I think I called her a Kentucky girl or a hometown girl before, but mm-hmm. she's actually trains in Cincinnati from northern Kentucky. And Gabby Jarrett is actually from American top team Valdosta, Georgia. She trains with Cameron Neville. So super tough team down there. They got a um, bunch of killers, pro and amateur and Cameron's a good friend of mine. I'm glad he was able to bring some fighters up and throw them on the card for us. Now, I mixed. I was mis- mixing Sarah up with someone else because she's 24 years old. I do remember, Hacker, you and I commentated her fight against Madison Allen. Yeah. That's where yeah. I remember her for. I should apologize. I, I was mixing her up with someone else mm-hmm. from many yeah, years okay. ago. But so good. Tough. nice to have a female mm-hmm. fight on the card, right? Yeah, definitely. And two, two good females from good camps. So... It's always nice to see excited, an exciting female fight. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they glad they decided to fight with us. Okay. So I get to pick one of these next ones. We have 
Tyler Stout versus Kalik Battle. Yep. So you jump to the that's the actually the main event for oh, the main sorry. card. It's okay. Don't worry. It's all the same thing. That's the main event for the main card. Tyler Stout trains with us. Um, one twenty-five. I believe he's six and three. Um, Mostly he, fights in Florida for some reason. He fought in Florida for a long. He lived in Florida, moved back up here in January. He, so he's been fighting back with us for a little less than a year, and we've been sending him all over looking for the toughest. 125 fights, really trying to get him fights. We had a hard time finding a fight. We were looking everywhere, couldn't find him a fight. And I actually reached out to Cameron, who's a friend of mine, and said, hey, do you know any 125ers that are real experienced? And he said, I got my guy, Kalik Battle. And I've trained with them before. Kalik's a beast. Um, they're super tough camp and a super um, uh, valid opponent. So I talked to Tyler about it. Me and Cameron discussed it and we both want the work for our guys, so we're going to let them go out there and get at it, and and we all go out and celebrate together. It's a really exciting fight, 125 pounds. The Tyler six and three, um, Kalik, I can't remember what it is, six and eight. So he's got 14 amateur fights, and this guy, um, Cameron's been flying him to New York, down to Miami, everywhere he can go, finding the toughest fights for this guy. You look at yeah, look at Kalik's record. Yeah, look he's at the, like, look at who he's fought, where he's fought. And this guy yeah. is going to wreak havoc on the pros. So is Tyler. And we're excited to have this. This is our first 125 flyweight um, amateur title fight. Yeah, Kalik's a fucking tank for yeah, a flyweight, he, too. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. And Tyler's a beast as well. So um, That'll be a really exciting fight. Tyler always delivers. Yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's always there to bring a good fight. You watch any of his fights, win or lose, he's there to bring a fight. He's rounded. He's stand-up. It's wrestling, his jiu-jitsu is all looking good. The same with Khalid. Um Comes from a great camp. They got great jiu-jitsu, awesome wrestling there. He's a, he's a stud wrestler and good stand-up as well. So that's a heck of a fight. Up next, we have Nathan George is a heavyweight fighter. He gets to come in town and take on Lingo. Yes, it's a great fight. It's a heavyweight, amateur heavyweight title fight. Um Nathan George, Nathan the Island Boy George. Nathan George actually trains with Team Wildside down in Tennessee. I believe that's where Nate the trains from. Wait a second. He's not calling himself the Island Boy and going against a Samoan, is he? The Island right? Boy versus the Island Boy, but yeah. they're both, if you look at him, he's an Island Boy too. Is he Polynesian Nathan, also? I think he is. Yeah, okay. He's got a okay. white dude's name, but. The Island Boy okay. yeah, versus <laughs> the Island Boy. So, um, and, and they're both great fighters, um, experienced amateurs. Uh, Lingo is a local boy. He trains at Louisville Combat Academy. He also trains with Marcus Mays at Southside Compound. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's got some good coaches everywhere he trains. I know over there, BJ and all those guys, he's got some solid coaches, AJ. Um, and then Nathan coming from Team Wildside, he trains, like I said, uh, Mike Merriman. He's the mm -hmm. guy that put on the show Tyler just fought for. That guy's been around forever. I actually fought one of his guys beat me in, like, 2000 and nine or eight or something is my only loss to one of his guys. So that, that team and that gym has been around a long time. So they got some studs and I'm glad they're going to bring a group up here. So up next we have Wilder against Sergio Martinez. Yep. So, or do we? Yeah, we, we actually don't. Sergio <laughs> took a fight, uh, last week and he is suspended. Um, so we have a opponent for Wilder. Um, he hasn't heard about this yet, but I'm going to talk to him before he hears this episode, <laughs> so it's okay. I don't know. Kelly posts this pretty fast, so I better message him. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But I, I just heard about this and just got a new opponent for him. 
and um, it's an exciting matchup. We will announce this on our on our Instagram, Future of Fighting MMA, and it also goes to our Facebook, which is Future of Fighting, and we're keeping everything really updated on there and talking about all the fights. We're making announcements and trying our best to really keep people updated, so make sure you guys add our social media, Future of Fighting MMA on Instagram. And shout out to Ali. He's the one that takes care of all, all that stuff for us. So so can you drop the name of Wilder's opponent? No, I'd like to tell Wilder. That's right. <laughs> okay. And then I'll tell tell you guys. But that's normally how it works. You find the matchups. You don't have the, your guys then going, no, 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 I don't want that. Yeah, I kind of just wait, and I'll figure out what's what. You're in charge of. Kind of yeah. say, yeah, hey, you know, this is what we're looking at. and They, awesome. don't, they don't normally say no. Yeah. Everybody's probably normally pretty game. All right. So then we have Eric Flores for Steve Moore. Yeah, so Steve Moore, Steve gets some more. Has probably the coolest nickname I've heard in a while, maybe the coolest nickname on the card. Um he's coming in to fight Eric Flores. Eric Flores has not fought since 2007. Long time. He used to train a long time ago with um Highlander back when I trained with BJ and Taz and all those guys way way back then. So um, he's been training back in the gym and ready to get back at it. He's got a tough opponent. Steve gets some more. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Yep. So that's how that's how we're gonna start the, the main card out. Okay. Now we do have a professional grappling matchup. Matt Harrison against Ian Lawler. Yep. That's a good one. Matt Harrison, local black belt, um, from Derby City. And very active on the, the competitive grappling scene, the Scarecrow, scarecrow. Doom. Uh-huh. Very active on the uh, professional grappling scene. I think he's going against Todd Pickett on a uh, another card. Running that back, yeah, running right that back because Todd so got he, him. Yeah, so yeah, so he's probably looking looking to vent some losses and. Add but that's some new cool wins, that he's know? getting back in there yeah, and doing dude, it. I like that how active Matt Harrison yeah, stays. Yeah, it's one of the cool. nicest guys in the he used game. to teach my kids jujitsu he was one of my first kids jujitsu teachers yeah yeah i see he's got the kids program over there um whether he runs it or helps with it i see he's got it banging over there at derby city super nice guy i'm uh, glad to have him competing against another nice ass guy ian lawler oh yeah gotta love you um professional fighter um was very active just until just recently and um, always a competitor at everything he does. Dude's super in shape. Yeah. Ian's a black belt as well. Uh, first, super successful fir- gym owner. Fir- successful gym owner, first degree black belt under Michael Seals. And, um, again, against Matt Harrison, who's I'm not sure. I know he's a black belt, whether it's first degree or not, but he's black belt under Nick Alvin, Chewy. All right. Two, next, sol- two solid competitors. Phil's so. a second-degree black belt. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Time flies, man. Dude, it is. That's absurd. Six years as a black belt. So this year is really it big is for a lot of things coming up. Um, you know, Seneca's getting his Corel belt. I heard about that. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's a big deal. I'm going to go over for I that. I'm excited to, to see. That'd see that. be cool. What's the date of that? that? The 3rd of February. I believe it's the same day as the fight. So Jean-Jacques Machado is going to be there. Which is another cool experience. Yeah, so go over there, support them of course but that's a cool thing to just be a part of and actually january 6th carlson jr gets his corral belt in rio de janeiro and i believe he'll be teaching at our academy um that i'm trying to get him here the 21st of january which is a sunday so that'll be the first time he's come here since he'll have received his corral belt which is a, a really cool 
uh, thing. So January sixth so. is Kelly Patrick's favorite date. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, that, that's a uh, it's, <laughs> like my like my Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I like to celebrate the January sixth insurrection. <laughs> yeah, I like to celebrate that. <laughs> so and hey, teach their own man. Yeah. So we Yolo. we Yolo. yeah yeah. So we've had some switch ups with the final fights. You know how it goes. It's always something. We actually had um. Kevin Barbarina scheduled to fight Andrew Whitney. Kevin Barbarina pulled his shoulder. Oh, okay. Uh, so that fight's um, pulled right now. And our main main fight, main card fight, um, we got a little switch on. Nick Maupin, um, as you guys saw, fought last week for Shamrock and took some damage, so he's out. So we got him replaced. His, his opponent that he was fighting is uh, Ryan Santana. Uh, Ryan's, I believe, from up in Ohio. He's one and one. Uh, super tough opponent. Beat Ilyas. Beat okay. Ilyas, yeah. Um, so we, we got him to come down. He was supposed to fight Nick. Nick got hurt. Um, so his opponent now is Zachariah Kamara. Uh, Revenge tour. Oh, wow. Okay. Revenge tour. Yep. So these guys are looking to get back in there. That's an announcement. And Please. make it happen, yeah. Um, we were able to put this together. Hard Rock makes it happen again. And Zachariah, you know, that kid's a, a super solid opponent for anybody and excited to have him on the card versus Ryan. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, there towards the main the, the main card. Kamara's very likable. Yeah, you looking? Mm-hmm. At, I was kind of looking there down at the records with you too. Who Ryan yeah. Had. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Looking at Ryan... Ryan Santana, amateur, twenty-eight years old, five foot seven, one and zero, pro of course. One, one and one pro beat Ilias, who's a super super tough. Lost opponent. to Davian Trotter. Davian Trotter's awesome. I'm awesome. guessing another awesome fighter. He's a, good look, calf slicer. Yeah, Davian Trotter. there for that? Yeah, he's uh he fights out of St. Charles MMA in Illinois. He's Davion's a guy I'm pretty sure will end up being in the UFC at some point. He's Super slick, very nice guy. Pull up too. Zachariah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, and sorry, I just got these opponents today, and I'm not the announcer. I'm just making this happen. For <laughs> no, you guys. no, it's yeah, all I'm good. Not, I'm not the. I'm not I, the one that's going to be announcing all this. I stuff. think amateur fighters get, know that it's you know they're, you're trying to make it happen. It's not you're not getting rich off. Yeah. This. Well, you well, know, but, you know what I mean. No, it's, it's not, not even that. We're gonna have we'll have for the weigh-ins and everything. We'll have an announcer and somebody takes care of that. And I've been doing. You know, nice announcement videos and posting those and everything's very professional. But uh, coming on here, I just wanted to come on and just kind of talk about it. I didn't have like a script or no, everything yeah. written down. We're just kind of, you know, letting everybody know what's going on. So I love it. Tell Zach- me about Zachariah Kamara. Uh, Hacker, sell me on why someone listening should care about Zachariah Kamara. Uh, Zach is, what is he? He's like 6'1", 100 and you know, 10 pounds, uh, super slick on on the feet. He'll beat the shit out of you with punches, kicks, and he's really good. Uh, he's got a really good tool set. He uh, Great Muay Thai, and then when you think you're going to wrestle this kid, he's also a judo brown belt. Yeah, so. I've seen some big throws right. in his fights. Yeah, and he wrestles. He's in a college wrestling room somewhat regularly. Yeah, he's throwing the fuck out of people. Undefeated as an amateur. Yeah. Phil, you coached against him as an amateur. Yep, yep, I sure did, yep. And, um, yeah, tough, he was a tough tough opponent to coach against. But, yeah, undefeated as an amateur. Uh, three and two as a professional. All, I, all I tough hate to opponents. stir shit up. I hate to stir shit up. You guys know I hate to stir shit up. Yeah, we know you don't. During, like the, do <laughs> during the fight between <laughs> Trey and uh, Kamara, I was cage side, 
and I think I remember you yelling something at Trey, like shooter. I forget exactly. I'm not. I don't remember what it was. But Kamara started saying stuff to Trey, like you don't want to try that. You know, he was like in a very politeful French accent, like you're not going to do that. So he heard your coaching, and he was t- kind of talking shit. I was right there. Like, I heard like, it, like fucking Prince on the basketball court. Yeah. You know, like that. Game blouses. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. Zach was. He was in complete control of that fight. Yeah, that was uh, one of the more. I was like kind of blown away with that performance because Trey was tough as hell, man. He was the champion at the time, and then Zach. I mean, I mean, he was in complete control of that. He's fight. very. Uh, long and he's very yeah. good at kickboxing. He's a puzzle, man. He's a puzzle. And he's southpaw. What the fuck are you gonna do against this guy? And, and he has that grappling, the judo. Yeah, he yeah. started doing judo in Germany, I think, when he was little. Yeah. And Ryan yeah. Santana, uh, super game because he was set to fight Nick Maupin, who's a fight finisher and dangerous yeah. opponent, and then take Zachariah Kamara on shorter yeah. notice too. So uh, props to Zachariah for taking the fight on a little bit shorter notice. We're less than a month away, and. Um, Props to Ryan Santana for taking a super tough opponent on short notice to to get make this fight happen. Yeah, that's an amazing fight. Yep, so that's how we finish the card off. And, uh, again, futureoffightingmma.com is where you guys can – I'm sorry, futureoffighting.com is where you can get tickets. We're 70% sold out of the VIP already, and uh, there will be plenty of general admission. The fights are held at the Kentucky Center for African American Heritage, downtown Louisville. Um, the doors will open at six. We might let a few people in maybe 15 minutes early or something, just so the line's not too long out the door. The weigh-ins, the weigh-ins are the night before, of course, December 1st, uh, Friday at the Fox Den. The fighters will get there early and, and take care of all their stuff. But at 5:30, we will have weigh-ins, live weigh-ins where we go live on, um, whether it's Facebook or, or the website, we'll, we'll announce that soon. But we'll have the live weigh-ins, 5.30. We want everybody to come to the Fox Den in St. Matthews and support it. Come out, have some drinks, some food, cheer on your favorite fighter, root them on, um, you know, pick up some merchandise and just be a part of the show. Show them. I want them to have the full experience. These guys work their ass off. They get punched in the head. They get taken down. They're tired. They keep coming to the gym every day so they can get out there and fight for everybody. The least we can do is show up and let them feel the real experience of a real way in and let them feel the, a crowd screaming at them and get some good pictures and some good media and, and let them, you know, leave feeling proud and with some stuff to show from it. The Fox Den, that's a nice place. Shout out to Jared Fox Matthews. That's always a, a good place to host. Have you done anything there before, Phil? Yeah, we do our pretty much after parties from all of our shows there. We go there all the time. They're a diamond sponsor. Yeah, they've really a big supporter, not of us, but just of MMA locally supporting of other gyms and just really supporting local entrepreneurs. So, um, uh, Jared Matthews, he owns it. He owns other restaurants as well. Osteria, black rabbit, cafe, Lulu, Lulu on market. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, we're excited to support them and, and show them some love as well since they show love for local MMA. I know this is off topic, but I saw a poster today that, Blake Kellogg, the Rowdy Rooster, will be fighting David Hartline January 20th for Made Men Promotion. So I immediately messaged David Hartline on Facebook, and I said, I'd like to want to do a brief Zoom episode to promote your fight. It would be audio only. He wrote, it's two months away, LOL, maybe closer to it. I guarantee he pulls out. So David Hartline doesn't think the Rooster will even show up for their fight. Well, I don't know who the fuck David Hartline is, but you better watch your fucking mouth, buddy. 
<laughs> talking about the goddamn Rowdy Rowdy Rooster like that. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> That's <is> incredible. <laughs> Nobody talks shit about the rooster. Says he's from Lancaster, Wisconsin. I don't know anything about him. I would like to learn about him. The Rowdy Rooster don't fuck with you. He has me blocked. He's had me blocked for a long time. He says I'm bad for the sport. Wow. Yeah. All I try to do is turn people against each other, is what he said. And there's some truth to that. I won't deny that, obviously, I do like to stir shit up. But no. I was just trying to promote him. Honestly, if he wanted to come on and promote his fight, I will promote his fight. Yeah. I mean, but, I think it's a pretty generous offer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. It's like Ariel Hawani yeah. had that quote. I think it was with one of the Diaz brothers. And I love the Diaz brothers. But they said, yeah, you're always trying to stir shit up. And, and our Ariel was like, what do you mean? I'm trying to make the fighters fight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're basically like Ariel Hawani, but white. White, yeah. not Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 I just unfollowed Ariel Hawani yesterday, actually. I just He follows me everything. I Not literally, but like when I put anything on YouTube, the next thing that comes on is always Ariel, Ariel Hawani. It's like he yeah. stalks my YouTube. Let me yeah. guess, Hacker, you unfollowed him because he's pretty aggressive with some of the war stuff. No, actually. No, I don't give a fuck uh, about that. I don't – the it, like Israel-Palestine stuff, not that I don't give a fuck because it's fucked up, but I just don't know anything. So Fair. I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything. I'm not going to take an opinion one way or the other because I don't Fair. know shit about Fair. it. Fair. But I unfollowed him because it's like – actually because he fucking – he criticizes like the celebrity boxing shit, but he promotes it. And then he, the Dylan Dennis thing, he he had Dylan Dennis on his show in studio, and then he came out and said, "Oh, I felt so slimy. I never wanted to do it. I never wanted to do it. I shouldn't have done it." And then Dylan Dennis goes and fights and he has him in studio again. And then yesterday I look and he's got fucking Steve-O in there. I love Steve-O as much as the next guy, but like this has nothing to do with MMA. You're like, what are we doing here? This has nothing to do with fighting at all. Why is Steve-O in At there? least be consistent. Yeah, like what the fuck is Try this? Try to get the views. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, if you're trying to get the views, then that means that you shouldn't be as critical of the celebrity boxer Trying stuff. to get the views. Yeah don't, yeah. Fuck, yeah, don't fucking say. He's trying to criticize it to get the views, you mean? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. criticizing them from trying to get the views, and he's he's getting get views by the criticism. Yeah, the yeah, criticism. I mean, yeah, that's the the bad part of it. Yeah, it's, he probably is doing great by doing this shit. But like, you're gonna fucking talk shit about the celebrity boxing. I don't like it as much as the next guy doesn't like it. But don't fuck like it's like voluntary contracts between older guys. Yeah, they're retired. They get to choose to do it. Yeah, Tyron Woodley's probably made more money fighting Jake Paul twice than he ever made in the UFC. I think that might be true. I know Frank Mir. Yeah. Fought Steve Cunningham, got his ass kicked, but he made got like paid. I forget what it was, but it was definitely his biggest. Everybody payday. was so happy for him for that, <laughs> right? In the jujitsu world, yeah. and he had enough boxing to be able to box with a former former world champion. Yeah, now I, he got beat up, but I mean, it's just boxing. He he didn't die. Right, Frank yeah. Mir's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a little bit done with Ariel Hawani. So if you hear this, Ariel, fuck you. I've heard Ariel does listen to the show a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll hear that. He's a big fan of mine. He follows me. I don't follow him. Oh, shit. Yeah. What a fucking you're loser. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly. That guy. He's on my nuts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It does suck because they're like, there is some good, like, he does put some good information out there. He does yeah. have good He obviously shit, works hard. Just, yeah. Yeah. He's, I, as far as, like, journalism goes, he's, like, MMA journalism, he's got to be like top three yeah but there'll be like six hours of content and then there'll be like four yeah on the his his podcast like four good things that you really want to hear out of that Uh fucking six hours yeah i mean i i do like when he like goes on rants i love that he hates dana white like that's entertaining yeah it's nice hearing the other side that's for sure yeah i do think that in the uh this brings it to a different topic but 
tying it back to the local scene, have, having so much shit going on right now, it's best for the fans. Mm-hmm. I think that applies to every angle of this. The Absolutely. UFC shouldn't be the only game out there. No. Yeah. You know, Dana White can be some people's cup of tea. Maybe he's not others. Hopefully that means that in time there's a... Who, Bellator just got bought, didn't they? PFL bought them, I believe. So there's no such thing as Bellator anymore? Until They're running until 2025 or 2026 or something, I think you said, but who knows. So PFL will definitely be number two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always got to be somebody else because yeah. there's going to be somebody that won't fight for the UFC for whatever reason, politics or just whatever reason. Francis looks like a genius right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, even now a lot of people, the UFC is so nice that they'll still kind of do what they got to do to get there. But there's always going to be some people that aren't gonna aren't gonna fly. So that's good. Like I said, Francis not only got paid. Yeah, I think he's gonna fight Joe Joyce now. This English guy make mm-hmm. a ton of money for that too. Yeah, boxing. Well, yeah. Speaking of which, the, uh, the biggest loser of all, you know that fucking whoever the fuck owns PFL when it, when Francis did well in that boxing fight, they were just like, how much did they pay him for their contract? They probably paid for. The- yeah, and he ain't never fighting MMA again. He w- shouldn't. Never fighting MMA. He shouldn't. The, the, fuck no, he shouldn't. The one thing I do like that the UFC does, though, is that their product is so good that you're like, I don't know. They just put themselves above everybody else that the product's so good. It's difficult to argue. I do want to do that, too. Like, as far as around here, I want to make our product. I want to make our show to the point where it's like people might not even want to fight there, but eventually they're like, yeah, we want to get on there. We're going to get exposure, and I want to get one of those nice belts and – I want to be in those nice pictures, and yeah, that's what we need to do to to get seen. And you know, I, love I, it. I do like that part of how how they have ran their business model, but I don't like a lot of other parts. Would you ever have youth grappling on your MMA card? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if some of the higher level youth grappling would be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think right now professionals you get like Natalie. Or I somebody. was literally yeah. getting ready to say get Natalie Wells on there. Yeah. She went against my my stepdaughter at. Louisville Combat Academy's yeah. jiu-jitsu tournament. And I, I said at one point, this sounds like a bitch move as a coach. I was like, just tap. Because <laughs> she had just yeah. didn't, done something to another girl. Natalie didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. The other girl got hurt. Yeah. Let's Sometimes not. I think kids get emotional and they don't want to tap. So I ended up Are yelling, you ready? Are you ready? Go. Tap. tap. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> Why, that's pretty much. She was, she was being triangled. She yeah. was being, tri- I knew for a fact. I mean, no offense to my stepdaughter. She's actually really good. Yeah. But Natalie's been dominating like on a very high how, level. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw Natalie even lose anything. So, yeah. I'm sure she's lost when yeah, she traveled that much. And she's 13, yeah. I think. So she goes against... Enough seventeen-year-olds. She's gonna, you know, boys right. probably. Yeah. Boy, plenty of. I yeah. remember we commentated uh, her competing against a male on one of the B two fighting series cards, and yep. she won and yep. handled it very well. Yeah, but I would like slick. to see her get matched up against someone. Yeah, that would be sick. I remember the old days of youth grappling. I think Blake Alvey youth grappled once. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, he traveled somewhere, and I, I didn't even. He went with somebody else for that. That is interesting. Todd Pickett, of course. Um, Isaiah Ferguson. Yep. Yep. So there's guys who have. Um, what about Gina's son, Chris? Chris. Yeah, I think Chris. Did I think he grapple? He, I think he used grapple in, on in a the, card. In the, okay. I think so. Okay. I'm trying to think over the years to continue that. That's kind of cool to get to see mm-hmm. the next MMA guy as yeah. a youth. Yeah. yeah, that's true too. Yeah, they can't fight. I think it's weird. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Little kids probably shouldn't be fighting MMA, but there are some places where they can do it. 
I've seen it. We've, videos I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, they had it in Tampa, but they yeah. punch in the chest. Yeah. They punch in the body. They don't punch to the head. Yeah, okay. Takedowns. I, I keep That's seeing cool. on yeah. Brian Battle's Instagram, there's this one little girl that he coaches. She's like, she's like shaves her head bald. She's su- probably like eight years old or something. And she's like fighting MMA all the time. Wow. And Brian Battle always posts her like, like kicking ass. It's pretty sick. Eight years old. Yeah, but she's literally like eight years old. This little girl with like blonde, like bald head, like shaved, not bald, but like she has like a buzz cut. Yeah. And she just goes, like she fucks people up. It's That's sick. awesome. Yeah, Speaking of kids, a little bit older, of course, but I was telling him he should get Armand Jackson in here one time. That would be cool. Armand's. Yeah. I think I've interviewed him before. Yeah, it's probably, been years. You were with this, me yeah. probably. Brian, uh-huh. maybe yeah. you weren't. I, maybe you were. I don't know. Brian so Jackson, Brian Aaron Sheckles. He's yeah. 17 Armand would have been one of the kids who didn't talk much then. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. 17 but, but to now. get him on, get him to open open up here. Cool here story. About his you know, journey. Just the cool story. and Yeah. Very talented kid. I think he's ranked number five in the country right now. What weight class do you know? Oh, he's got to be right. He's got to be around like forty six. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, that could be a big money type so, type division fighter. Yeah. Right. In the long yeah. run. Fuck then yeah. we've watched him grow up since. Yeah, he's big. Coach yeah. Aaron's had him since even smaller. And Aaron is his uncle. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yep. um, he's and he took a little little time off there um, when Brian passed, and then he got back in there and got back to work and's been competing. And it's hard to find him fights. And then when Coach finds him fights, he's always fighting the number one, number two guys in the country and the top seeds in the tournament. He always gets to the top seeds and only loses to the top seeds or wins. You know, um, he was fighting in the championship of Golden Gloves last year in Indianapolis, and he caught Corona the day of the championship and couldn't compete for Golden Gloves last year. So he's had a real – The finals, the final match. The finals, he was in the finals, yeah, and and, you know – he was just levels above the other kids in that tournament that year. He would have won, and it was just unfortunate. Um, he's fighting a grown man out there, you know. There's a guy at House of Warrior, Casey Davis. I think he's 18, and he did that at Golden Gloves last year. And he won his first fight, and then he was going to fight for the championship, and he got sick. Oh, no. It's been yeah. fun to watch all of these boxing. You know, since Coach Aaron's been there, we've been a lot more involved in the boxing community, and, of course, now we have the boxing show and – I finally got my USA Boxing stuff straight, so um, it's been fun to watch all the boxing gyms locally grow. I love it. All the activities. Yeah. So cool. Multiple shows. We started our show this year. I think there's another show starting next year, and I mean, I think it's good because there's so many kids, and the boxer kids, those kids compete a lot. They stay very active. I mean, Armand's probably got 40, 50 fights at yeah. 17 years. These kids were, you know, 13, 14 years old, had 30, 40 fights. Every wow. fucking weekend, they're in Texas or Illinois. Traveling everywhere. All over the fucking place. It's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. Coach Aaron's a heck of a guy, man, always taking care of the kids and yeah. always Fuck making yeah. sure they need to get where they need to get. So, we get to watch a lot of the kids from the gym compete, but there's kids from all the other gyms. I saw Derby City's name. I saw Core's mm-hmm. name, Blaze Boxing. Yeah. I'm sure there's other local gyms. I just kind of glanced through the card mm-hmm. um, next Saturday uh, at our gym at Area 502. It's five-star promotions boxing, so I hope everybody comes out and supports local boxing. Um it's a really fun time. People get amped up for fucking. Oh, they love boxing. the kids. The kids are just Dude. a blast to watch. The little one. The kids round. are sick because they do. They go like one minute rounds and they go like three fucking rounds. So they just come out and just rip. Wow, wow, you have wow, to wow, in amateur wow. boxing yeah. because if you're too, you try to. I've seen a couple where guys that I I train with over at House of Warrior mm-hmm. where they they're 
they're boxing. Yeah. You're waiting to counter strike. You're chilling. That's, per, that's professional boxing. That's not yeah. amateur boxing. Yeah. And then you got to go ding, nuts. The round's even, over. Yeah. yeah. So you just they, they get in there and they just fucking rip it for like sixty seconds straight. For yeah. Three rounds. It's awesome. Fucking sick. And not to sound too corny, but it's such a positive thing mm-hmm. for the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Fuck, same yeah. for jujitsu or any of it, but it's Fuck, just yeah. cool to see thriving. You know, multiple thriving gyms. You get these kids in there fucking competing against hundreds of people, and they're like, man, that was fucking sick. I want to keep doing that. That was fucking badass. You know, I mean, as corny as it is, man, you might literally save a kid's life. Oh, it changes their life. Oh, I I believe that 100%. These kids, like, I mean, you know what some kids are out there doing? Like, Kobe messaged me yesterday said, hey, I got some free time tomorrow. You got any work I could do? Mm -hmm. You know, like these kids are focused. They're trying, they got jobs. They're working in their spare time. And Mm -hmm. it's one good thing. Coach Aaron, he, he leads by example. You know, these Mm -hmm. days I lead by example myself and we not just show them how to be a good person in the gym. We try to show them how to be a good person outside the gym, do a lot through the gym, a lot through the nonprofit. And I don't know, we're, we're really lucky over there to do what we do. Alex has been back more active for a while now that's been cool he was i don't know i don't i won't speak for him but i feel like just maybe need a little break just a little recoup maybe was looking at training and martial arts for for the wrong reasons maybe after fighting and uh you know i don't know that, that's kind of my outside perspective but on, then, on on hacker yeah i think maybe you know i don't Fuck. you have to speak for i himself. hate to stir shit up yeah, but no. let me die. <laughs> i hate he to speak stir for himself but it just seemed like he needed like like you know he's just put a lot of time into fighting. It's all you did for a long time. I just felt like you needed, you know, I see this happen a lot of times. You just needed to regroup and realize like why to, why to jump back in there. Yeah. It was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. After so long, it's just like 10 fucking years of just grinding it out, going, you know, s- straight down towards one fucking goal, just in a very linear fashion. I just kind of get a little, you know, burnt out as anybody else, I guess. But yeah, yeah. But it's I really enjoy, uh, you know, training with people, helping people reach their goals. You know, my goal when I first started training, I wanted to be in the USC and shit. And then I th- somewhere along the way, I realized I just didn't want to be in the UFC. I think it's personally, I think it's pretty shit life. Uh, you know, if, unless you're a top whatever person you're not making like a great amount of money maybe you make 50 60 70 grand a year but like personally i don't think it's a fucking great life it's not what i want for myself but if anybody else wants to fucking do it they come in our gym i'm happy to fucking i'll throw my fucking life in there to help you reach your goals you know what's sad is the this is making it sound bad to be an mma fighter but the ones who really do make it and make a bunch of money Mm mm-hmm Conor McGregor, what type of life decisions is he making? Right, yeah. no shit. <laughs> I was, I, I like Israel Adesanya. I think he's a great like, I think he's a great like uh, standard for. I don't think he's taking a bunch of like head trauma, at least not that I know of. I don't think he's like he's not going to be you know slurring his words when he's older. He's probably made a great amount of money. Super technical. I think if I could pick anybody that I would want to be exactly like, I would pick him. Yeah. I think he's been, you know, people call him corny. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Adesanya for a, a while. I thought he was super corny, just the way that he behaved. But 
You can be corny and still be a good person. I'm yeah, sure. he's, I think he's a good person. I think he fights great. He's made a fuck ton of money. I mean, he was champion for like seven years. So George St. Pierre seemed to have done it very well. Yeah, I mean, he was juiced to the fucking gills. Okay. You'll never convince me otherwise. Move GSP? Yeah, there's no way. Even if he was... His image, everybody thinks he's so nice, such mm-hmm. a gentleman. He's so marketable. He could probably go on a speaking tour yeah. and make a fuckload of money now. Yeah. Like, you just he, hear that people love him. He just yeah. put out an instructional on like striking and his, you know, his system. And I'm like, as much as I love GSP, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I just feel like he's just going to show you a bunch of like slip the jab, shoot a double. Yeah, play, yeah, 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 yeah. Real simple. Like, I got you. Which I got is, you, George. Is, which is what he did, effective. you know, very effective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, we've done that for ten. You've years. You've been studying his years. videos for years. Well, right. I, you know, we just—I'm not saying we wouldn't learn nothing, but it just seemed like it might be a little bit basic. I can see that. There's but. something to be said for that for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's super fucking athletic, and then again, juiced to the goddamn gills. I just think he mixed it up. He knew how to mix it up better than anybody. He could run through people. Like he could run them takedowns and yeah. He became a wrestler without a wrestling background, and that's not real common. Yeah. Is it? No. Who else, who else has done it like that? Yeah, no. No, it's not. And he I went and spent a lot of time, I think, with the Russian national team, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. He does everything. He does gymnastics mm-hmm. training. He That dude is a, a true martial artist. He's, a fi- he, he's not a fighter. He's a martial artist. Yeah. You know? I don't know if you can do that anymore, like grow up not wrestling and then – Make your way in the UFC as a wrestler. I don't think that that's possible. Brian Battle, not that, not as successful that's not, as him. That's yeah. not his only strength. That's not he's not. How would you describe Brian Battle's style? It's striking. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he does seem to have all right of a grappling game at least, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's not what's carrying him through the UFC. Correct. Yeah. No, he's long. He's tough. He's super skilled on the feet. Well, good shit, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on. Before we wrap the episode up. Hang on, I guess. Can I yes. say one thing? Yeah, let's hear what you got. John Johnson Jr., give my boy his fucking $40. Give Cameron Callball his fucking $40 back. Phil, did you hear about this? No. John Johnson Jr., 0-1, heavyweight, at a bowling green, about 30-year-old guy. His only fight, he lost to John Shea White, the guy who died. Yeah. Uh, He's 0-1, okay? Rest in peace. John, yep. John Johnson Jr., about three or four years ago, added me as a friend on Facebook. I accept local fighters. I accepted him. He immediately messaged me and asked me to borrow $40. I think he did the same to me. <laughs> did he really? I look, I was trying I to find I swear to God, I he did. Him. I took a yeah. screenshot of it. I made a post of it. I recorded a podcast episode about it. I ended up challenging him to an MMA fight, and he he's, two, he's I think, at least 265, I think. Yeah. He, he wouldn't take it. I don't know. All right. Smart, then man. He, Smart he, man. He blocked me. He blocked me. We forgot all about it. Fast forward. <laughs> four years later. Four years later, Cameron Callball. Do you know who Cameron Callball is, Phil? Nah. You, didn't, you never seen Cameron Callball versus the Rowdy Rooster? That's nah, what I'm looking for. Let's, let's just, yeah. you know, this is for I've ratings. I've honestly I never watched you. the Rowdy Rooster fight. I've heard you guys talk Are about him. Are you I've seen him. Yeah. I've seen the highlights and shit, but not. Well, this is two worlds intersecting here because I was yeah. interviewing Cameron Callball, who was going to fight the Rowdy Rooster. I tried to interview all of the Rowdy Rooster's opponents because he has me blocked. Oh, yeah. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> Try to hype him up. Yeah. Well, I interviewed this guy, Cameron Callball. He was shorter than the Rowdy Rooster. He's only like 5'7". Rowdy Rooster's 6'5". 
and I interviewed him. Callball said he was a good wrestler, according to him, in the episode we did. He said he grew up wrestling. I thought there was a chance he was going to have a chance, a shot at beating the Rowdy Rooster. And No chance in hell. Fuck no. Well, no I mean, I mean, let's first, I want to see this, because you got to see the beginning. If you yeah. haven't seen the beginning, Phil, you're missing out. Yeah. I'm you sure. excited? I'm sure I'm missing out. You excited? You are. For, yeah. You are. So there's a size discrepancy. Cameron Callball, you'll see him in just a moment. Hopefully this loads. Yeah. He's the Oni. Cameron, the Oni Callball. Yep. Yep. He fought the Rowdy Rooster. He lost via head kick. Um, and then he hits me up about last week, and he says, this is him on the live camera. Oh, okay. Call. okay. All right. He hits me up and he says, hey, do you know John Johnson Jr.? This is four years <laughs> after. Fuck, four, four years after. What the fuck? <laughs> you gotta be kidding. This, this is, is four, four years afterward. This is fucked up. Were you there for that hacker? Yes. This Cameron Callball versus uh, uh, Blake Rowdy Rooster. No, actually, <laughs> actually, no, I wasn't the awkward hand fist thing. Actually, but I you commentated here. the fight though. No, I think I had COVID. Oh, okay. this was like okay. the first B two card I ever missed. Okay, I was okay. pissed. I I called Weidman. Watch the scream right here. I like it. Listen, he's ready. Watch, he's ah, he lets out a war cry. Yep, the Oni. Uh, he he rolled his eyes a little. Downplayed bit. Downplayed it a little bit. Lance Green, don't don't give me that much hype. I think at some point he does. Ah. They're going to announce his name here in a moment. We're going to get an actual role. Oh, he did another Kelly's like, I think at some point he does it at one minute and four seconds. (laughs) Not that that I've watched this that many times. I've only watched this 10 or 12. There it is. Oh, boy. Okay. So Cameron Caldwell hits. He's tired now from screaming. (laughs) He's tired. Get him. He's tired. (laughs) Look at this. Look at this. Look at the rooster. Look at his face. That's my fucking boy, This is the rooster, yeah. That's my fucking boy. That's meth jaw. You think? (laughs) Look, and he plays into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Cameron Callball hits me up. At, uh, you know, this was about a year ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. This fight between the Blake Hogg and the Rowdy Rooster uh, uh, and Cameron Callball. Cameron hit me up last week. Hey, man, do you know John Johnson Jr.? I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, he just asked me to borrow $40. I let him borrow it, and then he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> he let him Oldest borrow it. Oldest trick in the book, so, so Cameron. Cameron Callball is too nice, arguably, yeah. and he'll admit that. He's just got a big heart. Yeah. Well, and he said, John Johnson Jr. allegedly says, my, I don't have fucking a way to get my kids anything to trick or treat. That's the thing, yep. Oh, Superman punch. But but away. then then uh, uh, Cameron let him borrow the forty bucks. Then Cameron actually said on air that he was struggling then to give his kids a good uh, Halloween. Yeah, because he let him borrow the forty. Yep. Yeah. And so now Cameron came on air. He said he wants to fight John Johnson Jr. Some anonymous person, I can't say who it was, messaged me John Johnson Jr.'s cell phone number. So I did attempt to call him on air. Yeah. Disconnected number. The guy's a fucking bum. Not a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a real number. His yeah. phone yeah. shut off. It yeah. wasn't a fake yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a real number. He's a fucking bum. I mean, uh, we know John Johnson Jr. and Bowling. Yeah, he ain't yeah. got forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to hit bill. me up. He's in the same game four years ago too. He just got Cameron with that. What the fuck? Come on. He's got to be up to like sixty now. You know, <laughs> how many inflation? Pe- yeah, I was gonna say inflation. he didn't adjust for inflation. <laughs> how at many all? people has he got with that shit? You know? Yeah. So, so Cameron wants to fight John Johnson Jr. John hasn't responded. He won't answer our calls. Crickets. Crickets. He has me blocked also. So the rooster and John Johnson have me blocked on Facebook, and I don't appreciate it. So if anyone listening could help set up the matchup, Cameron Callball, currently 0-2 against John Johnson, currently 0-1. 
Please. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we don't have spots for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that on. <laughs> is that the, the fight you want to get on your card, Phil? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I would have. I would love to. Oh, dude, that would be a. Yeah, I don't nightmare. really care for all that, but that's why I'll I'll let Hard Rock do it because <laughs> people, to Hard Rock's maybe credit, pe- people love to watch that shit. To Hard Rock, I'm not saying he does that, but you know what I mean. Whatever the people, in I'm, on I'm occasion, out of it, man. <laughs> on occasion, through some of these, you'll see Jesse Romans at the beginning looked mm-hmm. kind of wild. Yeah, you were there with me, Hacker. Yeah. Oh, the head kick. Look, look watch. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And, and Har- He's gonna listen, get up and cluck like a rooster. And, and, yes, he is. After oh, this, you know it's coming. Listen. And after this fight, Rowdy Rooster unblocked me on Facebook, sent me a message, and said, "There it is, the rooster." Thanks to you, your boy's headed to the emergency room right now. Then he blocked me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what a life he honestly that, did. He unblocked me, messaged me, and then blocked me again. Fucking right, bad ass. You, that you, was you on live Instagram. An honest life, brother. <laughs> that was on on Instagram. Actually, what a fucking G. Oh he owned God. you, Kelly. He got he me. Fucking owned I you. respect the Rowdy Rooster in a lot of ways. I do, and I want to interview him and promote him. So I want him to come on. Yeah. He should unblock me. Well, yeah. we'll tell him if he wants on future fighting. You gotta let Kelly. Thank Patrick you very much. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. With all due respect, a serious respect interview i want to promote him to promote you all jokes aside exactly. i try to get i try to talk to him about i was like hey man kelly patrick we'll did you really life. yeah he he was like fuck no fuck. <laughs> no actually i dude i bet i could fucking pull up the message yeah i was like i was like hey man would you be open would, would you do an interview with me and kelly patrick uh it was when i was working for b2 still he was like i will with you but not him <laughs> that is me. fucking perfect yeah all yeah. because i did post a, a photoshop picture of Rowdy Rooster versus Daryl Ray. Yeah. And then yeah. Rowdy Rooster started messaging me saying, him and Hard Rock are going to sue me. <laughs> him and Hard Rock, he said, we're going to sue me because Fuck, of yeah. that. Yeah. So that oh, was pretty yeah. good. It's you, coming. The litigation. You, are you worried about that? Are you, lo- you going to lawyer I've up been stressed up since that, you know, since that incident. Well, Hard Rock's very a bitch stressed. for that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Hard Rock. He, fuck you, Hard Rock. Taking Rooster's side clearly. What the fuck? Yeah, that's fuck. How dare you threaten litigation against fucking Kelly Patrick? <laughs> I thought we were friends, man. Ryan what the hell? Dugan. How dare you? Yeah, look, I literally went through my old searches trying to find John Johnson Jr. Because I'm pretty sure... I. I'm pretty sure he did the same shit to Check, me. See what he messaged. It's not John John. I think he has me blocked too. Okay. Because that's not a real John. Or that's I mean that's a person, but that's not. He's made good. multiple accounts. This bowling green guy pops up every few years, hits people <laughs> up for forty bucks, and then disappears. He's only fought once, and it was not a good looking fight. I watched it, mm. but I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, before we wrap up the episode, any last minute plugs you want to mention? Just uh, next weekend. Few um, five star promotions boxing at Area Five Hundred Two. Um, come watch some elite amateur boxing. It's next Saturday, November eighteenth at five o'clock. Doors open at four o'clock. Um, we have information on our Instagram. Five star promotion. Five slash star or five dash star promotions. And then December second is our first show for Future of Fighting. We're excited to bring live MMA to Louisville, um, high level MMA. Amateur and professional. The show, again, is at the Kentucky Center for African-American Heritage, downtown Louisville. Um, we got, a, I think, 15 fights and one professional grappling match. Got VIP tables. We got a few left. We got um, general admission seats as well. It's going to be a really awesome night. The weigh-ins the night before, Fox Den, 5 o'clock, or 5.30 at the Fox Den in St. Matthews. Everybody come out, get some drinks and some food, support your favorite fighters. And thanks. We got a bunch of sponsors. Uh, definitely got to thank the Fox Den, of course, Precision Garage Door, 
Kentucky Signs and Graphics, Pack Mule Moving, Next Level Sports Nutrition, Beard HVAC, Epperson Family Screen Print, Frankfurt Avenue Liquors will be providing all the drinks for everybody, Muscular Therapy, Madhouse Media, they uh, built the app for the tickets that everybody will be using, so thanks to that, thanks to them for that. Beercast, of course, uh, live sportscaster. Rob Raymond Photography, Juice Box Heroes, Patrick Carter Tattoos. Make sure you guys go check out Patrick if you need a tattoo. War Tape actually sponsored us for this event. Sent us a couple boxes of tape. Uh, Water Wraps and Uppercuts Barbershop. So thanks, everybody. We could not make it happen without you. Sorry if I forgot anybody. Um, but I tried to remember everybody I could, and we'll see you guys there. Buy your tickets, futureoffighting.com. Good stuff. Well, Hacker and Phil, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Thank you very much. Also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon.